Welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. I'm John Williamson, the host of the podcast and founder of K-12 Food Rescue, an organization founded in 2007, committed to empowering people to lead the Foods Not Trash movement in their school districts. Today, I'm joined by Aubrey Goff, K-12 Food Rescue Leader and Food Service Director at DeKalb Central Schools in Indiana. So, Aubrey, welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. Thank you. So, Aubrey, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and maybe a little bit about DeKalb Central and your role there as the Food Service Director? Yeah, uh, this is my second year here at DeKalb Central. I was previously at Hamilton Community. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm you know, food service director. So all things involving the school lunches, um, breakfast planning, the summer feed program, um, all of the state regulations and everything like that is um, primarily what I take care of. All comes through you. Only just a few things, sounds like. Just a few. Oh, yeah. I've, I've always said the food service directors and cafeteria managers are overworked and underpaid. You, you going to give me an amen on that? Or? Absolutely. <laughs> but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Of, of course, yeah. So uh, I'm going to share a little bit with our listeners about how we connected. Um, in 2014, I had the chance to present to the Indiana State Nutrition Association regarding K-12 food rescue share tables and food pantry donations. And I connected with the food service director at the time. And then later, Ashley Schroyer was who was your predecessor, I believe. And each year we were able to, uh, you know, hear about DeKalb Central Share Tables and their impact. And this year I reached out to you and you were kind enough to agree to join us for a podcast episode. So we kind of hear that story. And I'm so appreciative of that. So can you kind of tell us how Share Tables function at DeKalb? Yeah. So all of our schools, all six of our schools have Share Tables. Um, It's really a, a big part of our lunch program. Um, it, it helps a lot, not only with, you know, getting opportunities to not have so much waste, but, you know, we have a lot of kids that tend to still be hungry even after their meals. Um, mm. And this is just a way for them to get that extra food without having to worry if they have the money to buy an extra food item. Um, so we have the share tables, um, with cooler packs so that, you know, any cold items, milk, leftover milk, you know, extra milk or anything like that, it, you know, stays nice and cold. Um, And the kids just, as long as it's uh, wrapped and unopened, they can put their unwanted food items on the share tables and anybody, whether they purchased a lunch that day or not, is welcome to go up and grab some more food if they want. That is just so amazing that kids have that opportunity because they certainly don't get it in in every school can you give me an idea of maybe you know estimate how many items on a share table a day um and we understand it's just an estimate of course i would say we probably have at least 50 items a day left over on the share table do would you say typically those 50 items get get used every day or do they end up at your school food pantry, which we'll talk about later, but just wondered kind of what happens. Do they typically go through all of them? Um, They don't typically go through all of them. Um, You know, it's different on the day. Uh, Some days those kids are a lot more hungry than others. Mm -hmm. Um, But we try and utilize as much as we can. Um, You know, we have some of the schools like here at Waterloo Elementary, um, 
they'll get with the guidance counselors and make boxes for maybe some of those families that are in more need and send home the items that weren't taken. Um, because we have to throw them out at the end of the day if they're not take not exactly. taken. Yeah. So this is just another way to help those needy families. Yeah, so if you you mentioned previously of six total schools in DeKalb, is that correct? Yes. DeKalb Central, yeah. So yeah. six times 180 school days times 50 items is 54,000 food items that are being kept out of a landfill and feeding kids that are hungry. Um, yeah. Just on an estimate each day from your school district, each year from your school district, which, gosh, if I were to say, gosh, when did I speak in 2014? If, you, if, 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 if DeKalb's been doing that since 2014, or let's just say 2015, minus a COVID year, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that would be times seven, times seven years. I mean, that would be like 378,000 estimated food items that have been rescued since that program was started. So just an amazing impact. So what, what would you, well, let me ask you this first. So I'd mentioned that the, you, you know, I read on an article somewhere that you had, or maybe it was an email that you sent that you got a student food pantry at the high school. Yes. Um, tell me how that plays out in terms of share table and rescued food and that type of thing. So that was, um, it, it's not so much rescuing food. Okay. That was something that um, the staff at the high school um, decided to put together on their own a couple years ago um, during the COVID needs. And that is a food pantry for the students at the high school. Uh, the donations are taken in by high school students. Um, they either donate money or donate, you know, um, food items. Um, and the students are able to place an order of what they need for their homes. And um, it is via Google Forms. So none of their peers know that they are making these orders or picking up this food. And then on Fridays at the end of the day, uh, the students who place the order can go pick it up and take it home so that they have food for the weekend. Wow, that, that is amazing. So who was that students' ideas, or were there some teachers that were interested in starting that, or was it a collaboration between both, maybe? It was the cafeteria staff's idea. Mm, very cool. And um, it's really taken off. Last year, they had um, the a homecoming court. The winners um, donated money to a charity of their choice, and um, we were they chose our food pantry last year. Mm. Um so, you know, there'll be times that there'll be something special going on, whether it's a dance and instead of paying for tickets, they they do, you know, you have to bring food items um, mm -hmm. to go towards that pantry and stuff. The students have really um, banded together to help make sure that the, that food pantry stays stocked for their their peers. It's really been an amazing thing. And does any rescued food ever show up in any of those bags? Or is it, like you said, it's mostly the other, what you were saying? No, not, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, the, the rescued food at the end of the day, we have to throw it out. That's not yeah. something we can keep for that. Got it. So give me an idea. You know, we often have a lot of food service directors that are thinking about starting this in their school district and they'll listen to some of our podcasts occasionally speaking to them directly. What would you say some of the hurdles that there are to overcome and then maybe just stuff that's easier than you thought it was going to be? 
Um, you know, I think the biggest hurdle is, is making sure you have, you know, freezer packs or cooler containers or something like that to keep that milk at, at a safe temperature. Um, other than that, it's, it's really not something super difficult. You know, we have nice um, food table specific um, racks for that, that fits, you know, our, our pans in and stuff like that. Um, but you know, when I was at Hamilton, we would just have it on an extra table, you know, yeah. we would, we just have a, a cooler pack out there. And, um, so you can be as fancy or as, as simple with it as, as you're able to do. Um, and I, it's very surprising how excited the kids are when they realize that they can have that food item for free. Um, so, you know, as far as hurdles, I mean, I, I don't really see any hurdles. It just seems like a whole bunch of positives all the way around. That's so good to hear because I know that that's sometimes concerning given given the great responsibilities that you all have. That's a concern that sometimes people have, you know, that there's a little bit extra and that that's going to be difficult to manage. But it sounds like you're saying it's very manageable. Yeah, absolutely. So... Do you believe the program helps the students, you know, think differently about their food uh, when they put it on that table? Is there an awareness that, wow, this is, this makes sense or do you think it just kind of goes over their head? Um, I, I think there's a lot of the, the students that understand it. Um, you know, we're in a school. How normal is that? I know, right? I mean, why wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it fits oh, right okay. in. Fights right in with everything. So, yeah. So that that way, our audience knows this is a real this is a real thing. I'm talking to somebody that's really in a school, experiencing all right. Absolutely, here, really in a school. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I can hear you. It'll it'll be fine. So go ahead and um, <laughs> what you were saying about um, you think that, that they are aware of it, basically. Yeah, you know, most of the items that they put on there are the fruits or vegetables that they don't want to take, but, you know, by state regulations, they have to take. Yeah. Um, so that and, you know, a lot of kids are like, oh, but I, I, I have to eat it if I take it. You know, they, they were raised at home. You got to fill, you know, finish your plate. Yep. Um, and so just letting them know it's okay. You can share it with a friend, put it on the share table or give it to a friend. They, they are a little, take it a little easier than so hesitantly thinking that they have to eat it. Yeah. So what advice would you have for people interested in approaching their schools about starting share table programs and maybe student food pantries to recover healthy food that's unopened um, that might otherwise be thrown away? Um. Again, I mean, it's like I said, it's it's not a difficult thing to get started as far as those share tables. Um, it can be just finding a, an extra desk, an extra table, um, you know, something like that. And it's really just a matter of getting the students used to what that means and getting used to it. Um, and as far as how much responsibility on the staff there is. It's more just a end of the day, just check the table and throw it out, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, so it's not any extra, any extra time, any extra work or anything like that. Um, but it, you know, those students that need that extra food, it's, it's definitely worth it. And they really appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. 
So if anyone's interested in learning more about starting a share table, could they reach out to you? And if so, how might they do that? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to talk to anybody interested. And um, they can just reach out to me by email, which is agoff, A-G-O-U-G-H, at decalbcentral.net. That's terrific. So, Aubrey, I really appreciate, you know, all that you do to make sure that, uh, you know, the Food Is Not Trash movement just continues to, to grow so that uh, we can keep food out of landfills and just for offering your story and your experiences with it. And I hope that someone hears it and inspired to, to begin. Great. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you. All right. Have a great day. You too.